Greetings, friends and brethren. Welcome to Voice in the Wilderness. I'm Don Noble of Pure Heart Ministries, and I welcome you today with exceedingly, exceedingly, exceedingly great joy. And I mean it from the bottom of my heart. Well, we are going to conclude this topic of rest. And I mentioned last week that you have to get this. <laughs> That's all I can tell you. You've got to get this. You've got to be able to walk in God's rest. Because really, you're not going to be walking in God's best if you don't, number one. And number two, you, you will not have victory. You will walk this Christian walk very defeated, as a very defeated Christian. And you'll just, it'll be like a hamster in a cage going round and round. You'll go round that mountain so many times and you'll wish that you had learned this lesson. So just learn it. Just, just make a decision, draw a line in the sand and ask Holy Spirit to begin to work with you so that you understand these scriptures, you understand what I'm talking about. And you ask him to give you the grace to begin to walk in his rest. So let's pray. Father, we don't want to be a rebellious generation. We don't want to be like those Israelites in the wilderness. They perished. They almost all of them perished in the wilderness and never entered the promised land never entered the glorious promise that you had for them. Lord, we don't want to be like them. We don't want to walk in that same path. We want to walk in the path of peace and rest and faith and believing your word. We don't want to walk in disobedience or rebellion, but we want to walk in the blessings of God. And walking in your rest is our best. So I ask you today, Lord, to really stir, stir, stir up the hearts of those who are listening today. To really grab a hold of this message like never before. And basically grab a hold of it and don't let go of this message. Every day, every day, Lord, help them to walk in the flow of the Holy Spirit in the peace of God so that they can walk in the rest of God. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray, amen and amen. So today, I've titled this message, Pushing Through the Fence. I want you to just visualize this because this is what I saw uh, a week ago and as soon as I saw it I immediately thought of this message so I live in the country and there are cows all around and I was driving down the hill and I happened to notice that there was a cow that had pushed its head through the fence the entire head of this cow was through the fence and it was eating on the other side and I laughed and I said ah 
that cow wants the grass that's greener on the other side. That cow's not satisfied with the grass in its pasture. No, it's going to push its head right through that fence to get that grass that's on the other side, thinking that it must be better. And you know what? It's the same grass. So what is the message? Well, we have been talking about God's rest. And last week I talked to you in Numbers 13, and we talked about those rebellious children in the wilderness. And they were rebellious. Now, we're going to go back to Numbers 14. And I just want to reiterate, Joshua and Caleb are talking to all of the congregation and they're so upset. They're so upset with the congregation because the congregation said, oh, if only we had died in the land of Egypt, only, or if we had only died in this wilderness, why has God brought us to this land to fall by the sword? That our wives and children should become victims? Wouldn't it be better for us to return to Egypt? See, it's like the cow thinking that the grass on the opposite side of that fence is much sweeter and better than the grass in his pasture. It's exactly what these folks were doing. They were not content. They were not satisfied with God's food. Imagine food that drops from heaven every day. I mean... You know, I can't even wrap my brain around that, to be honest. I know it's true, but I can't. I just, it's hard to believe that God could can, uh, sustain almost 2 million people for 40 years, dropping this food from the sky. It almost sounds unbelievable. Well, we know it was supernatural. But the point is, they are so rebellious in their heart, so full of unbelief in their heart, and so not content that they're saying, hey, oh, let's just return to Egypt because it would have been better to be back in Egypt for sure. And just like that cow is thinking in its head, oh, I'm going to push through this fence. You know, it's a barbed wire fence. It's not meant to be have a cow's head go through that barbed wire to get to that other grass. It's not meant to do that. But that cow was not satisfied with what it was eating in its pasture. So now it's going to go to the other pasture. Just like these folks were not content with God's food from heaven. Oh, no. Why don't we just go back to, to Egypt? Wouldn't it be better for us to just go there? Now, when Joshua and Caleb, I mean, they, they just, the scripture says they tore their clothes. In other words, it says that Moses and Aaron fell on their face before all these people. And Joshua and Caleb tore their clothes. In other words, they, they were so appalled called by what was coming out of their mouth 
after what they had just experienced, it, it, it just, I mean, was un, it was hard for them to swallow that. It was like, oh, the arrogance, oh, the rebellion, oh, golly. And they gave him the warning. See, they preached the word to them. They gave him the warning. He says, only do not rebel against the Lord. Do not rebel against the Lord. Folks, that's a, that's a word for us today. Do not rebel against the Lord. And they told him, don't fear the people of the land, for they're our bread. I mean, it, I mean they, were, they were exhorting their own people and encouraging them. Look, we, we can easily overcome them. They're our bread because God is with us. See, Emmanuel, the Lord, he said, the Lord is with us. Do not fear them. So for the last couple weeks, here we go. We're talking about, we're talking about unbelief. We're talking about fear. We're talking about a re rebellion. We're talking about disobedience. All of this stuff rolled into one package here. And that's what was going on with these people. Now, God regar regards rebellion as a very serious matter. He doesn't take it lightly when the people that he loves reject his words. And that's exactly what they did. They were flagrantly disobeying a recognized authority. And they were ready to revolt against Moses and Aaron. They said, let's pick another leader. I mean, you, you don't get more flagrant with your rebellion than that. Moses is the authority. And they said, let's pick another, let's select another leader and go back to Egypt. Folks, when you do that, you are in serious jeopardy with the Lord. And people do that in the church. I hear all kinds of crazy things. I've heard things over the years, how they speak against the pastor, how they speak against other people in the church. If you are doing that, you need to stop it now. Stop it. God doesn't take that lightly. And he says that rebellion is as serious as the sin of witchcraft and sorcery. So I would encourage you, don't walk in rebellion against the Lord or you're going to suffer serious consequences and you will. Now, um, this rebellion and this disobedience, let's go back to um, Hebrews chapter 3. I mentioned last week we read about it. If you hear his voice, the Holy Spirit's speaking in Psalm 95. If you hear his voice, don't harden your heart. As in the rebellion, in the day of trial in the wilderness. That's what he's talking about. That's what they're referring to. They're referring to the hearts of the people, of this two million people in the wilderness. And the Lord's saying, you tested me, you tried me, 
You saw what I did for 40 years. And you still go astray in your heart. You haven't known my ways, the Lord said. So I swore in my wrath, you will not enter my rest. In other words, you won't enter the good things that the Lord has for you. You see? You won't enter that. So there's kind of a twofold thing here. One is if you continue in rebellion and or disobedience and or unbelief, all of which have very dire consequences, you will be disciplined severely. I assure you, you will if you go there and you do not repent and you do not change your ways. Uh, there are serious, serious consequences to that to those behaviors but if you hear his voice and you don't harden your heart and you believe God's word and you trust him well it's not just it's not just peace it's a blessing you will receive the blessing you see you will enter the promised land what is the promised land well, we know it was an actual physical space and place back in that time. But we have a promised land. Our promised land is spending the rest of eternity with Christ. That's our promised land. Being in union and communion with Jesus. And when you are in rebellion or disobedience or unbelief, you are certainly not in union or communion with Jesus. You are just in plain old sin. And it needs to be dealt with. Get on your knees and repent of it. Because it says here in verse 12, chapter 3 of Hebrews, Beware. See, that's a strong word. Beware, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief so folks if you have unbelief if you are walking in unbelief and you're not believing god will heal you will help you in your situation will turn things around for you if you don't believe god will save your loved ones if you don't believe you have an evil heart. You have an evil heart. And I didn't say it. That's what it says right here. Beware, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. So when you walk in unbelief, you have departed from the living God. Because he has no part and parcel with you or your heart. Or your situation and he is not going to work to help you in any way as long as you continue to walk walk with that evil heart of unbelief you've departed from him it says it right here but exhort one another daily every day we should be encouraging each other not to walk in unbelief but to walk in faith while it is called today See, today, 
lest any of you harden lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin you know once you sin or once i sin and we don't recognize the sin and we don't take care of it by immediately repenting of it then we're deceived and we get more deceived and our heart gets hardened through that because you know that sin that you know it's just layer upon layer of sin and we we don't even see it we're deceived and we're not repenting of it and we're just going on day after day after day well day after day after day that hard that heart gets hardened through the deceitfulness of sin sin can deceive you so you have to that's why he says today today while it's called today lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin for we have been become partakers of Christ if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast to the end while it is said today if you will hear his voice do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion so let's just take a minute to talk about um repentance because this is a key to be able to walk steadfast to the end i know some of you don't believe once that you, i know some of you believe once saved always saved i do not believe that i do not believe that well why would he say for if we had become partakers of christ for we have become partakers of Christ if there's an if there so you call yourself a Christian you have partaken of the Holy Spirit you have become born again but it says if we're a partaker of Christ if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast to the end if we hold our the beginning of our confidence in other words our faith in christ if we hold on to our faith we hold on trusting him we hold on believing god's word steadfast to the end because today folks if you hear his voice do not harden your heart as in the wilderness but repent repent for who having heard heard rebelled verse 16 for who having heard rebelled indeed was it not all who came out of Egypt led by Moses now with whom was he angry 40 years was it not those who sinned whose corpses fell in the wilderness and to whom did he swear that they would not enter his rest but to those who did not obey so we see that they could not enter in because of unbelief 
So we're talking rebellion, obedience, unbelief, fear. And I didn't even talk about fear. But that was whole, the whole part of that package that these people were walking in. They did not obey. Who didn't they obey? They didn't obey Moses. They didn't obey Joshua and Caleb. And Joshua and Caleb and Moses had given them the word of the Lord. The Lord had spoken to Moses. So ultimately, they did not obey the Lord. Ultimately, that's where the disobedience was. And they, they got very rebellious. I mean, to all of a sudden say, let's go back to Egypt, select another leader, and hey, guess what? We're going to stone Joshua and Caleb. Let's gather stones and stone them. In other words, do you know what that means? It means if they stoned them, they would have killed them. That's how rebellious, that's how hardened in their heart they had become. That's how full of unbelief they had been. Folks, I'm telling you, you do not want to go down that road. You do not want to go there. And yet I see people, I see people walking that path of rebellion and disobedience and unbelief. I see people that are good people. Godly people who actually lay hands on the sick and pray for them to get healed and yet in themselves walk in unbelief. I can't explain that. I don't know how that works. But I can tell you that what I'm sharing with you today, and you know, I'm being very strong today. I was strong last week. I'm stronger today than I was last, last week because you see, uh, we want to endure to the end. We want to place our hope in Jesus Christ. And we want to live with him in eternity. But I can tell you this. Almost 2 million people that died in the wilderness, roughly, they are not spending eternity with Christ, with God. Oh, no, they are not. They died in that wilderness full of unbelief, and they will not be spending eternity with the Holy One. So this is what I'm saying. You see, they were all for God when he parted the waters and they crossed the Red Sea with Pharaoh on their back. Oh, they were all for God initially when they were thirsty and water came out of the rock for them to drink. Oh, they were for God when he was heating them at night with his fire supernaturally and keeping them cool during the day with a cloud. Oh, yeah. But boy, oh boy, they started that murmuring and complaining thing. And that, you see, when you start on that path of murmuring and complaining, I'm going to tell you where it leads. It leads to the road of unbelief, disobedience, and eventually rebellion. 
That's a bad road to be on. Don't go down that road. Stop that murmuring and complaining now. Because if you head on, if you continue on in that, listen, I've caught myself murmuring and complaining. I have. I sure have. And the minute I hear it come out of my mouth, I think, oh, Father, forgive me. I don't want to complain. I want to be content. So, but if you don't, if you don't repent and you keep on and you keep on and you keep on, you will head down this road. It's a dark path. It's a very unhealthy path. And you will wish that you had never gone on that path. And if you persist in it, you will not see heaven. You will not. They didn't. And you're not any more special than they are. They, that's exactly what they did. And the Lord said, You tested me. You tried me. You saw my works for 40 years. You go astray in your heart. You don't even know my ways. So you're not going to enter my rest. They didn't enter the promised land. They didn't enter into eternal life. No, they were cut off. They were cut off. So we don't want to be cut off. See, we want to hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast to the very end. And when we hear his voice and we hear the Holy Spirit say, Oh, you just murmured and complained. We want to say, Oh, Lord, forgive me. Oh, Lord, I'm, I don't want to go down that path. When we've gossiped, when we have been cruel or mean with our words, our actions, we have to repent. See, we can't harden our heart. Because if your heart gets hardened, you know, that sin, sin is a deceiver. It's a deceiver. It'll deceive you. And you got to nip that thing in the bud. I mean, nip it in the bud now so that you can walk in God's rest. And when you walk in God's rest, you will always walk in God's best. And I've been sharing that message the last three weeks. When you walk in God's rest, you walk in God's best. I hope you take this message to heart. I hope you um, really pay attention. Don't push your head through the fence like the cow. Don't do that. Just believe God. Just trust him. He loves you. Well, this is Dawn Noble of Pure Heart Ministries. You can go to www.pureheart.today and listen to this podcast again. And as I mentioned last week, uh, the 11 p.m. slot on Mondays, I am closing that down. Um, my show airs at 8 p.m. and 11 p.m. So, um, as I said, the financial uh, end of this has not, uh, people have somehow, I guess you think that it's free to be on the radio, but on WWVA 
uh, which is a great radio station. It's very expensive to be on the radio, and I was airing two broadcasts. So if you want to keep me on the air, I'm asking you to please send uh, your best offering, and you can send that to Pure Heart Ministries, Pure Heart Ministries, P.O. Box 85, P.O. Box 85, Valley Grove, West Virginia, 26060. I look forward to your prayers. And I, I mentioned a couple weeks ago, I got a great letter from a man by the name of Ray. And Ray, you did not put your last name. Uh, you didn't leave me a phone number and you wanted me to discuss scriptures with you, but I can't do that because you haven't given me enough information. If you would, Ray, send me another letter with your phone number and we can talk about the things that you wrote in your letter to me and I do appreciate I do appreciate getting letters I really do I'm grateful so um, thank you for praying for this ministry and with that I look forward to being with you next week Shalom Shalom peace be unto you